Welcome to Candid Christian Conversations, a show that challenges you to dive deep into the Word of God in order to discern today's most challenging subjects. This time on Candid Christian Conversations, every day, millions of digital characters meet their untimely demise. Are Christian video game players being conditioned to devalue life? Are video games a harmless pastime, or do they plant a pernicious seed of sin inside the minds of Christians. That's our topic this time on Candid Christian Conversations, episode 13, brought to you by StandFirmMedia.com. I'm Hank, and I'm joined by TJ. TJ, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for having me back. My pleasure to have you back. All right. Well, you heard that hyperbolic intro. Uh, So we are going to talk about should Christian play video games. I I love this topic and I can't wait to dive in. So let's do so. If thoughts can lead to sinful behavior, can fictitiously killing people lead to unfitting behavior? Uh, And if so, or if not, what about the thoughts themselves? Let's go to Mark chapter seven, verses 20 through 23. And he said, that which cometh out of the man that defileth the man For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. So let's let's talk about uh, can video games create unfitting behavior in your opinion, TJ? Could they? I mean, yeah, I guess it's, it is a possibility um, if, this, if the thoughts are derived from the heart, right? And so um, what is really in the heart of the man is is what, you know, develops into those thoughts and those thoughts are, you know, spoken out um, and maybe could affect your actions. And so, uh, yeah, I think it could. It could affect your behavior. Um, the goal here is to obviously, you know, guard your heart. And if if these types of external things uh, in my opinion, are being brought in and then infiltrating and then causing your heart to change and then change your behaviors. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I don't think it's an all-encompassing thing. So it, it does not like a yes, this will happen or no, that won't. But I think there's a lot of factors that if not monitored properly um, could affect you in a negative way. Absolutely. And what about the thoughts themselves from the standpoint of just playing the game? If I'm sitting there and we're teamed up on a shooter game and I say, look, we're going to have to kill those five guys to get in the entry to the whatever, you know, whatever the place facility is or whatever and stuff. Am I doing anything out of in error right there, even though it's just a video game? Uh, I mean, well, I'm I'm not the judge of that. That would make me the judge of your heart, uh, which I am not. Um, I'm not even the judge of my own heart. I know when I look at these things and when I participate in video games that are considered violent in nature, uh, which I do play um, amongst other things, I view it as as like this is all this is all fake. This isn't real. Obviously, I'm not putting other people into those positions like, man, we got to get through these five guys. And I name them from actual people that I know that I would like to do that to. That's that's not what's happening. It's just like it's all it's all fake. Right. It's all fake. And I'm not saying everybody views it that way, but I I do. I don't feel I have an issue with it. But then again, I could be completely wrong. And maybe that's something I need to examine myself a little a little bit deeper and maybe going through the rest of these 
uh, questions and conversation, like I'll be able to d- determine like how well do I actually have that under control. Okay. And I have observed this in small kids, which has freaked me out, but I've never really observed this or, or posed this question to adults. And it is what about observing thousands of digital deaths? Does that do anything negative to our mindset? I've seen little kids where they're saying and doing stuff that I'm just like, whoa, that's not good because they're little and they don't they're not grasping everything that they're saying that how how crazy it sounds or whatever. But I've never posed this to an adult until now. So what what are your thoughts? I think that leans more towards like a psychological, like evaluation type of question. I do believe that kids are very, very, very impressionable. Just from a personal standpoint, I have kids. There are certain games that they're not allowed to play at a certain age. And even so, it's not an age requirement. Like I'm not really concerned with what the sticker on the on the box says. Right. Like when my child is X amount of years, he can play this game. Well, that's not the case. I'll make that decision and I'll be able to evaluate his capacity to understand real uh, reality from fictitiousness, yep. how to determine what is actually going on and how much of an impact is it really having or could it potentially have. And so that lays more on me as the parent. And I've always kind of had this argument with video games and people who want to kind of just put every violent video game in a box and say, this is what's ruining our culture for the children. My stance has always been like the parents are that first and last line of defense when it comes to that. We're responsible for making sure that we're not putting things that are overly impressionable and, impre- and impressing these views on our children in the, in the wrong way, where we have to make sure that they're mature enough to handle these type of things. And if they're not to keep, you know, keep them from them. And then we're also that last line of defense in, in a sense of like when it's all said and done and they've kind of walked themselves through that process while you're monitoring them, you still have the final say of yes or no, you can or can't do this because you're, you're their parent, right? They're not at that point where they should be making their own decisions, but they should be learning how to formulate answers on how to make their own decisions either, you know, as soon as possible, preferably long before they become an adult and they're on their own. I can agree with that. One thing I will put in there is I've seen people in real life, unfortunately, get shot. Flint, Michigan is a very tumultuous place to be a young adult in. And the video games do not capture people getting shot in real life. They don't capture that essence. So it is nothing like that. So I I think there's a clear distinction between a video game death and a real death. All right. Um. When playing video games, do you say things in the heat of the moment that you might not otherwise say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my most recent example is now that um, MLB The Show yeah. is now available on Xbox. And I've always been a fan of that series when I used to have a PlayStation and it was always PlayStation exclusive. So I, you know, I've been much of an Xbox guy, not a fanboy. It's just I don't need to buy two two consoles right. when I'm money conscious. Um, <laughs> but since it's on the platform and I was like, all right, I'm going to check this out. And I really, really do enjoy it. Um, I grew up playing sports, right? All the sports, whatever you could get me in, like I would play it. I wasn't the best, but I wasn't terrible. There's a lot of things that go in just in the nature of competition that kind of gives you that, that, uh, that gall to kind of speak that locker room mentality. 
good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, you just, you kind of did. And it's something that kind of adopted. Um, and then because of how terrible it really is, it's something that I've been working on for years to try to relinquish from my my speech. And I think I've done a good job, but I'm nowhere near finished nor perfect. There's times definitely when I play that game in like, it's a video game. So you like, you hit one straight in the gap, right? On a line. And then you just watch the characters zip across like, a jittery and then like make that catch. like man nobody's gonna make that catch like just because it's like a, a superstar like and, and then you know you'd be you know, i'll say some stuff you know either in my head or mumble it out loud that's probably you know inappropriate or shouldn't be said it doesn't need to be said yeah it, it's more of for me i don't think it's video game specific it, it is kind of heat of the moment type deal yep. but that's kind of heat of the moment that you've just brought in for my for my sake for competition yes. right It'll, the same thing will happen with shooters like when i play i'll play shooters and i'm not really that good at it but i do enjoy it I'm, I'm sure i've said all kinds of stuff on there that probably shouldn't be said i don't really direct it at people i, I don't try to talk to other team i'm usually one of those silent gamers or i'm just talking to my friend in a private chat about randomly nothing while i'm playing but yeah for me it's more of a heat of the moment type blurt that's something that i need to i need to get better at and i think a lot of us you know gamers who do kind of sit in the category that we do as christian gamers that is something we probably have to rein in a little bit more and be more conscious and be more self-aware of yep and i i find the same thing when i play sports games so i'll play madden and i'm a defensive guru and when the fictitious characters on the game aren't doing what i've told them to do and stuff and they get beat deep for a play you know i'm not necessarily cursing and swearing or something but i am saying you know calling them names outside of their (laughs) you know like an idiot or what are you doing and you're dummy and all that you know just terminology i typically would try to avoid and stuff so i do think we can lose control a little bit when it's a especially when it's a competitive thing but i i don't i'm like you i don't really have any kind of interactions anymore with other people on the games i just play keep to myself and uh, i find that i get fired up on the sports games when i'm playing the computer and it's like the super bowl and here we go why whoa i said cover two what are you doing you know (laughs) i am uh past throwing controllers thank goodness that that used to be years and years ago (laughs) So I don't do that, but I do let loose some negative connotation, non-cursing names once in a while when I'm when I'm playing. And, and you know, it's kind of silly when you really think about it because it's not a real game, but I'll put the headset on. I have it like I'm talking to my coordinators and stuff and telling them what to do and stuff. So I get into it. I've had people go, you know what? I'm going to get going, you know, because I'm just fired up and ready to <laughs> compete. I like competing. I am a competitor. So, all right. So we have beat that one down. Let's say, do you think that there is a line of demarcation in which a Christian could invest too much time in video games? You and I talked about how we should allocate time as Christians. And uh, now it is kind of time to pull that into this video game arena. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's definitely a line where that line is. Um, one, I don't know. Two, I'm assuming that it's going to be different for everybody. Um, and then not that it's something that I would say that I even have handled uh, handled correctly or have figured out in any means, by any means. Um, but yeah, there's probably a, a line where it's, it's, if, it's, if it's taking away from 
your expansion of your knowledge of the word and your application of the word and, and in doing what you're called to do versus what you want to do, right. that's probably somewhere in the realm of where you'll find that line. Uh, like I said, I don't have it figured out. I would assume just because of who I am and what I know about myself and just human nature in general, that I'm far, far behind that line. And it's something that if I would make a judgment of myself, it, it probably needs a lot less game time and a lot more God time. That being said, it's not like I'm going to stop playing video games. For me, it's like a, sometimes it's an escape, not an escape from reality, but just a, a time where there's not a whole lot of processing going on right. and I can I can relax and I will be able to come out of that either more focused or more rested up. Granted, that's not always the case and that's not always the intention going into it, but that is uh, uh, something that I do draw from my desire to just kind of engage in a, in a digital fictitious world. Yep. And I, I'm similar. Uh, I play a fraction of the time I used to play. More than not, I am watching learning videos. Some of these videos will be Christian based and then some of them are just learning how to do stuff with the podcasting or the YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, Cause I'm really ignorant on uh, the video portion of stuff. I hadn't, hadn't done that probably almost a decade. We used to do it years ago when we first started and then we got away from video and it was just audio only. And so now I have find myself like uh, I watched a two hour video the other day on how do you get people to watch more of your videos? Cause right now nobody's watching them because nobody knows about them. So I find myself doing learning stuff more and video games is, man, ba I ba barely play at all recently. In the past, in my prior to uh, Christianity, I, I would play all day long at various points, you know, four hour block here, two hour block there, you know, all day long going at it and stuff. But I, I don't have that issue anymore. I just have a varied schedule now where it's a lot, mostly podcasting takes up most of my day. And then I try to do my own studies and, and stuff. And I, I get real, there's certain subjects of the Bible that I am really interested in more so than other stuff, you know, where I'm like, whoa, you know, that catches my attention. So when I see that catchy headline on one of those videos or something, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I want to debate this guy. You know, <laughs> what is he talking about? You know, we start getting into the tribulation and, and, uh, the Nephilim and all that kind of stuff. I, I find those videos fascinating and stuff. So uh, I try to keep it guided in that that manner. But I think all of us could use better time management. Uh, I have this calendar planned out, but I'm sure that I could do things a lot differently if I chose to, you know, wake up earlier or go to bed earlier or, or something and, and do better in that sense. So I think that's a really tough question to kind of get into it and especially if you have a hobby like what if somebody has a hobby like golf how long does it play take to play 18 holes uh i'm guessing like three hours probably more if you golf with me because i'm a, <laughs> i'm an east west golfer if you know what that means i'm a slicer um, yeah i spend a lot of time in the in the sand and the, in the woods and <laughs> all i know is when i when i go golfing i bring a lot of balls a lot of balls just in case just yeah if it's like remotely like man like even if the rest of my party's like you could you could probably find that like nah man just 
call me a stroke or whatever, however you track a golf. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a professional golfer. All right. But if you just start, you know, nitpicking and comparing video game play to golf and bowling and archery and shooting and all kinds of different stuff, I'm sure you'd find that equal amounts of time are spent doing other things outside of reading the Bible and, and studying your Bible and stuff as well. Right. Like video games are part of that. Right. But you could throw it all into like the extracurricular activities kind of bucket. And then, you know, you pull one out like, oh, it's that's video. We're now we're talking about video games. Right. Like we, could, we could replace it with almost anything. And then, you know, then we'll just end up talking about our time management discussion. Right. And, and people will often wait one more than the other. And I'm like, you really can't do that. <laughs> like they're all stuff that you're choosing to do. That's stuff you don't really have to do if you don't want to do. You know, it's not like going to your job and stuff like that. All right. Uh, where should Christians draw the line when it comes to games? For me, the other day I was playing. I, I've wanted to play Mortal Kombat since I was a kid. I played it when I was young. And then I have not played it in years and years and years and years. I saw it on there. It was on sale. And I was like, man, I want to play. I, I, I remember the old game, blah, blah, blah. And I played the game. I got it at this crazy price. And I was like, why am I playing this? Blood was everywhere the guy ripped my guy's spine out of his body and was holding it and dangling it there and stuff and i was like what am i doing like i don't think that you know i just just feels like it's just way too far over the line for me i i, I don't know maybe i'm just being silly i mean i i don't i've played mortal kombat back probably like way in the day what you're talking about but i haven't really played anything since like i know about it and i know like their selling point is the the gruesomeness right like just the i mean everybody like mortal kombat is coming out with a new game what's the first thing everybody asks oh what are the fatalities <laughs> right. right like they don't care like you know new combos or fighting styles or any new characters they just want like the same old characters that were just super gruesome and they want they want another way to just make it even worse, like to push that further. And I think that's where you kind of, you start to find where is that line within like society, like the video game society, just society in general, or even yourself is what are you willing, what are you chasing? Like, what do you want to see? Right? Like, are you like, and this example kind of gets brought up with um, a lot in like in pornography and stuff like that. Right. Because it's like, People look after look for certain things when they kind of have that addiction. And then at some point that doesn't feed them anymore. That doesn't satisfy them. So they look for something that's that's riskier or crazier. And the same thing happens with like these type of games. You, you can see it. Right. Like you talk about a guy ripping your spine out. Right. Well, maybe five years from now, like that's like, oh, man, they did that five years ago. I need something worse. Like I need you to like, you know rip out your eyeballs and then like shove them down your throat and then cut your head off and then do and then kick it in the soccer goal or something crazy, right? Just, it needs to be crazier. It can't be less, right? So trying to find that, that line, where do we draw it? And it's, it's, it's coming from inside, right? Nobody's going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you where the line is for you. I can only tell myself where the line is for me. Right. Right. And if I'm not willing to do that or even have that discussion with myself, then there's a good chance that I'm going to go way past that line. And then I'm going to be in scary territory, you know, more than likely. Right. Uh, but if I do, and I find like, Hey, this is, this is too much and I'm not willing to do that. And I, I, if something crosses that line, that is the moment where I'll need to know, do I shut this off or, or is there enough like curiosity in me where it's like, well, I can step over the line a little bit 
and, and see what happens, right? Which is uh, probably not the best way to do that. True. Define that line, define that line within yourself and, and, and work diligently within yourself to make sure that you don't cross it. And if you get too close to it where it feels uncomfortable, draw, draw it back, like take responsibility for that. Yep. Yeah. I have not played since. Cause I, I, I kind of remember a different way than, <laughs> than that. You know, I played on super Nintendo where they were, you punch them and sweat would fly off and such. It was not even red blood and stuff. So I, I was like, Oh, okay. This is not what I was after. <laughs> it was not the, uh, fighting style of game I wanted. So. Right. It's, it's technological advances, you know, at the, at the same time, it's like a lot of the stuff that they're doing now couldn't actually even happen then. Right. Um, so that plays a small part in it, but there's that psychological aspect I was talking about where it's like the, like you need to push it further. Right. Like it might work for a certain group of people, but if there's like another group that you're starting to lose because they want the gruesomeness up here and then then the developers are kind of like, well, this is how I think they, they kind of work their way through the process is if I just try to pull these people up a little bit to where they're not uncomfortable, but they'll take a little bit more. Can we appease the people who are above them that want a little bit more? Maybe if we don't go all the way to what they're looking for. And again, it just that will just come down to we're chasing after sales because we need we're a business and we want to be profitable. Right. Uh, what are they willing to compromise? A, a business or an organization is probably willing to compromise a lot more than the individual. This one I put on here for my own curiosity. Have you ever heard of or played a Christian video game? I have never played one that I can think of. I mean, probably like in like a like a mobile sense, like the mobile games or like the quiz type games. Like, I mean, it's technically that's still a video game. I, I know it's not really like along the lines of stuff that the majority of people play, like consoles and PC. Uh, I would imagine that there would be some type of kids version of these types of games, like I don't whatever veggie tales or something similar <laughs> to that type of style, you know, of learning. Right. Um, I, I would think, I think electronic arts made Dante's Inferno, which not technically Christian, but kind of inspired from biblical type of uh, events. And I mean, I know it's more of like more from the book, um, but that book was also inspired from like, you know, biblical type of teachings at some point, whether real or not, uh, like think the seven levels of hell and stuff like that. Other than that, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like there's nothing I could just like pops up in my head. Like, yeah, that was a Christian game. And that was, it was in it. Like we can find a Christian game and it's like, and you can label it a Christian game, but then we get into all that craziness. Like, is it biblical? Is it true? Is it this? Like, is it too fictitious? Like, are we leading people down the wrong path? Are right. we telling them it's Christian, but we're not teaching them real Christianity. And maybe that's the reason we don't see a lot of them because it's that's a hard thing to do. It would be. And even if done properly, it might not be that effective. What I I want to put out to you just because I just was thinking about it. Who would you say has more of a responsibility, the developers and the publishers or the parents? Do you think it's always the parents for kind of taming some of this kind of stuff in their household? Or do you think that the fact that these are just able to be made all the time? I mean, I think we all have a responsibility, publishers included. You know, I, I it kind of goes back to what I said before is where the parents are kind of like the, the top of that. And then they're also that safety net at the bottom. Um, you're going to find a lot of those other people that kind of just fit in, in between that along the way. Uh, but ultimately, for me, if we're talking to children, children who we who we're raising, who clearly are not at the maturity level to make all of their own decisions, um, I I think that is it's definitely the parents 
that do that. Now, when we kind of get out of that age and we get into like the place where yourself and I am at, uh, I'm not going to sit here and blame any kind of publisher, like from just Mortal Kombat, for instance, if, if I don't like what they're showing and I don't like what they're, I'm not going to blame them. I'm going to blame myself if I buy that product and then I continue to use that product. Most certainly. It's me. It's my individual responsibility. So I think it kind of starts with the parents, with the children and it ends with the parents, with the children. Um, and as adults, it's going to, it, it's, it's solely on us though. The influence from the publishers, I think, because publishers aren't, they're not like inanimate objects, right? There's people who run those companies and I'm, pretty sure there's i'm just gonna guess that most of those people are parents of some sort right? right so it's like i'm hoping they're thinking through the process like would i want my child to come across this would i advise my child to play this game or would i keep them from it now that doesn't make the decision for them to either release it or keep it but if those things are being taken into account i i, th- I think there's a, a there'll be a, a better way to kind of make sure that everybody's either absorbing or abstaining from these things in, in the proper manner. That's a good point. That makes sense. Yes, it does. I appreciate that. Any final thoughts on this topic? It's been a kind of an interesting topic to tackle because there's really no, uh, there's really no line where we can say, look, this is it. You know, if you're Christian, you play at this many minutes or hours a day, that's it. And blah, blah, blah. You know, there's really none of that here. It's, it's, Everybody is going to have to make their own choices on this matter. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. We, I mean, we kind of discussed that that line, whether like we, we kind of agree that it exists, uh, but where is it is the difficult part, you know, in finding that. I love video games. I grew up playing video games. Like, you know, this, like, you know, spent a lot of time with you personally playing video games as a, you know, as a young man. And I, I still, to this day, I just, I, I'm enthralled by it. I enjoy it. It's, it's a good de-stressor for me. It's, you know, it's something that I don't think is just overly consuming my life. And if it is, I would hope that the honest, loving people around me would tell me that if I don't tell myself or notice it myself. But man, I, I, I love video games. I've worked for a video game company for, you know, on and off about five years or so is it, a fantastic experience. It's a, it's a really cool culture. Um, it, it's something that's not going away. And so I think what we really need to do is, is learn how to be good Christians within a, that kind of society that exists. If that's something that we enjoy. Right. Right. I'm not saying if you hate video games that you should jump into the video game space and try to convert a bunch of people. <laughs> Right. That's not that's not what we do. Right. But if there are those of us who kind of exist in that space, either, you know, small or large, and we want to continue to enjoy that space, well, let's enjoy that space as as a Christian should, you know, and let's conduct ourselves as a way a Christian should. Let's not get stuck behind these other personas where, you know, well, I'm just an online digital tough guy. And so (laughs) I can, you know, say things and act in a way that's not according to the word. Right because that's not me. Well, it it is you, right? And and so we need to get that in check. We don't get to just create alter egos so that we can just go sin digitally and figure out that or think that it doesn't count. That's a good point. I, I like it. And we're going to leave it right there. TJ, as always, it was a pleasure having you on. I appreciate your insight on the topic and anything that you would like to tell the listeners before we shove off. I do appreciate so much you having me on. Uh, I do love being on this show um, and, and just the the types of, of questions and the way that we can dig deeper into our, 
our Christian faith and our walk uh, has been has been fantastic. And I, as always, I, I look forward to the next one. Amen. I appreciate you being here. Well, that is going to do it for this edition of Candid Christian Conversations. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe in your app of choice by heading to standfirmmedia.com slash subscribe.